School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and today we are continuing our little mini-series on Mil-Air and how you can receive the military aircraft that are flying overhead at home with scanner radios. Today, I want to welcome Mike Henson to the podcast. Now, this is a pretty lengthy conversation because there's a lot to talk about here and unpack when it comes to Mil-Air. See, Mike does a lot with his scanner setup and has a different approach than a lot of people when it comes to monitoring. So we kind of bounce ideas back and forth, and I learned from him, and of course, he took a couple things away from me, and it's a great great conversation. Now, we are going to compress this conversation and package it up a little bit differently and make it shorter for our YouTube channel. So if you want the abbreviated version of this, you can always subscribe to us over on YouTube and eventually that will make its way over there. But for right now, we want to keep everything intact and over on the podcast for you guys. Now, before we get into this, I wanted to just share two channels that Mike has online. The first one being his Facebook page or his Facebook group, which is Oklahoma Skywatch. Now, Mike uses this to share photos, videos, and audio that he captures at home. And we're going to put a link to the Oklahoma Skywatch Facebook page in our description of the podcast video. The second one is Mike's YouTube channel, which is called ALS News Now, which is all about his personal battle with ALS, but also a lot of the things that are preventing people from getting the help and the prescriptions that they need in order to battle this disease. So you can check that out also at ALS News Now over on YouTube. And of course, a link is provided in the description of this podcast. So let's jump right into this conversation right now with Mike Henson. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, coming on the podcast today to talk about something we haven't talked about, talked about in a while, mill air monitoring. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. I'm, you know, I don't really consider myself to be like a pro scanner, you know, like you, but I mean, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. I started out with an old Radio Shack. I can't remember the model. People, and I know all the old school guys are going to just kill me, but I used to listen at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I fall asleep to police, and that's where I actually got started. And then, of course, I've always been interested in military aviation, and that kind of is a natural evolution. So I love mill scanning; it's awesome. I wouldn't right. do anything and, else, uh, frankly. Like you know, it's it's amazing that the hobby can take you in in all different different directions yeah. and and different things. So um, yeah, because you could just like you could just listen to broadcastify or something, right? Like if right. you want to hear police, like there's no point in even having a scanner. So that's what makes <laughs> it, mill it scanning depends. unique. It's challenging. It's tough. Exactly. Exactly. So before we get started with going into mill air, which again, with what's actually happening in the news in the last couple of weeks is mm-hmm. is really important. Give a bit of a background to uh, who you are and, and uh, besides your sure. background in scanning, you know, uh, uh, what makes you tick? Yeah, man, no problem. I, uh, I'll just give you the 30 second version. I sure the elevator pitch, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I'm in Oklahoma, so we got a great, I guess you'd say, a large number of good targets here to to choose from. But basically, uh, 51 at this point, and uh, I'm handicapped, so this is a great hobby for me. You know, I um, haven't haven't been handicapped all my life, but when I became handicapped, this was a really nice little escape for me. And so I love mill scanning. I have actually have a a finance and accounting background. And then as we spoke off air, I had my dream job. I was the manager of a hard rock casino stage. And so every night when I go to work, I was seeing and talking to some of the greatest artists in the world, man, anybody from Kiss to Billy Idol. I mean, you name it, I've done pretty much everybody at this point. I did that for almost 20 years total, but seriously for five, like big time, big league. So that was what I did. And I've always loved video and cameras as well. And so getting into mill scanning was just a really natural evolution because I'd always see the F-16 guys go over and I was like, man, 
why can't I hear them? Like, you know, where, where are they? And it took a while to, to find them. And because there's just not that many good mill scanning sites on the net, as you know, like your ears mm-hmm. is obviously one of the, one of the ones I saw and then a few others, but you got to find the freaks, you know, and it's hard to do that. It's not easy. They don't just give them out. So a lot's becoming encrypted in the police world. And I, I don't know anything about that P90 stuff or any of that. Any, I mean, the old school guys are just going to beat me down, I'm sure. But I'm just pretty much a straightforward analog guy that just picks up. Uh, I love to listen to air. We have we have a lot of refueling stuff here and uh, a lot of fighter action, Tinker Air Force Base. I can hear Whiteman at times uh, in Missouri, which is relevant right now, especially right with that flyover thing. Yep, yep. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And I just, I full-time scan. That's kind of my job now every morning <laughs> starting it. They all launch at about 0900, you know, local time. So uh-huh. I get up, get out of bed, feed the cats and hit the scanners, man. And nice, nice. Grab some photos too. I also take photos. That, that's, that's another thing. My photo, I, I do photos a lot. So right. And you said you're out in Oklahoma, you said, right? Yep. Right in Tulsa. So it's Northeast Oklahoma. Okay. It's basically, so we have a, just a bevy of action. We've got McConnell Air Force Base in Wichita, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City, down the road, which is about 90 miles. And then uh, we've got over in Northeast Arkansas. There's Northeast Arkansas Regional is really coming on with a lot of action, too. It's a, They've got a big runway there for Walmart, obviously. So we get a lot of jets coming in there, military stuff coming in there. Okay. And then, of course, Dallas-Fort Worth, you know. So all the way to anything from, well, I guess it used to be Carswell, but whatever it's called now, joint base something. And then, uh, so it's a great place to be right here. Of course, as you know, Boeing is right. It's in St. Louis. So we get a lot of, a lot of refueling. Uh, there's a refueling track right over my house, dude, like literally. Oh, wow. So it's, it's a gold mine every day. I live right underneath AR 313. So it's great. So, I mean, I got, I got some nice targets. It's target rich environment here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, so if you want to do Miller scanning, it sounds like you're right in the dead center oh, of like man. everything happening around you. I think the only place better would be like Nellis, maybe, or I don't know, like maybe, maybe somewhere uh, in California, maybe. I don't know, maybe somewhere on the West Coast, but or in the, maybe the UK. The UK guys are so lucky. They got it everywhere over there. But, and you can hear like the whole country because it's about the size of Texas. So you get a good antenna and you can hear the whole right. thing, but yeah, I'm, I'm in a great spot right here. So that, that's another thing that helps a lot too. Nice. So being, before we get into all the equipment, and all that stuff, some of the stuff that you're able to hear though, because of where you're located, you, you said refueling line. So obviously yeah. you're listening to refueling traffic, I would assume. Yeah. A lot. Of that. That's a lot of it, you know? So okay. there's, as you know, Phil, there's, there's, Three main types of traffic, what I call it, called fighter traffic, mm-hmm. you know, heavy traffic, and then surveillance traffic, pretty much. You know, so fighter traffic would be obviously we have a we have the 138th fighter wing here in, in Tulsa. So they've got we've got it's actually, believe it or not, the second largest fighter ready, or they call it deployment ready squadron or whatever it is. You know, there's a ton of F-16s based here. Okay. And they're all block 40. Some of them have the new updated ASA radars. And so they're up every day. They usually fly two mission sets per day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So it's great regular schedule. And they go over to the MOAs over in in Arkansas, Kansas. I love the I, I love the one. The one they do the most dogfighting at is called Hog. It's over in Arkansas, which I think is a hilarious <laughs> name because of the Razorback. And then you've got stuff like Truman and and there's others, you know, the MOAs for the fighters. And so I, I'm I'm hearing fights on knock it off. I mean, all the time. And, you know, we can, you'll probably maybe put some of that stuff in, you know, in, in your edit. I don't know, but yeah. So, th- so that's the fighters are great. I love that. Those, that's kind of my favorite, obviously. And then the refueling traffic is great because it's consistent. It's regular. It's easy. They always fly at about the same altitude. So I can pick them up from you know, usually about a hundred miles. I've got an antenna in the attic. Okay. And then three is like, surveillance plane. So we have the largest AWACS base. The E3 Centuries are based in Tinker, Oklahoma. Air Force Base in Oklahoma City, they have almost 30 E3 AWACS birds based there. So they go east and west every every morning. And then they also will get Navy stuff too. We get Poseidons that fly over. And of course, Omaha, that's another one I forgot to mention. Offit is just two states up. So a lot of action with uh, 
disc, uh, not disco, but uh, what's the uh, uh, the big heavy surveillance plane? I can't, Cobra, Cobra Ball. So we got Cobra Balls coming over. I mean, we got everything down here. It's awesome. And then nice. um, St. Louis, the Boeing plant. So, for example, the other day I caught a uh, KC-10 extender dragging uh, some fighters that were being getting ready to be sold to Saudi, to Saudi Arabia, the F-15 QAs. So I took, really? I've got photos of those and I, maybe you could post those, but so we get, we get everything here and it's just a gold mine right here, right in the middle of the country. So there's always something on the radio here. Really. It's, it's pretty awesome. So nice. Nice. Yeah. So let's talk about the radio a little bit. So, uh, obviously you have to know where you have, first of all, you have to know they're up there, right. In order to, yeah. to hear them, but we'll cover that in a second, but the radio is you have to know where to find them. So obviously where's, let's put the band, right? Where do you, where do you start to find? Cause again, these are not published frequencies. These are not (laughs) sometimes even the same frequencies from day to day. It's like, how do you, how do you know where to find some of this traffic you're listening to? So generally the fighters and especially the, the air refuel, if you want to start mill scanning, the best thing to do is, is just go and all of this is published. And I'd like to say up front that, I love our country. I love our military and probably like you, I'm very cautious not to get too detailed. And, you know, I don't want to give away any sort of serious operational security stuff, but again, nothing we're talking about is not, is not out there already. Right. right. So exactly. Yep. And I just want to clarify that obviously. So, but all the AR air refueling tracks are published and actually they're actually built right into ADSB. So if you just download the app, Mm-hmm. Go into the menu and you can actually select the uh, air to air refueling tracks and find those first. So right, find right. the number and then just there's a couple of great Facebook pages like MillScan. There's one that I really love, MillScan, or I think it's Space Communications and Military Scanning or something. And there's there's good ones out there. And just ask, you know, say, hey, I'm new and or I'm in this area. What should I look for? And they'll give you the the frequencies. So the refueling tracks are the best place to start because they're published. Okay. And like, I know, for example, AR313 is always on two frequencies, it's 352, 600 and 260.2. That's the secondary. So you always have a primary and a secondary frequency. Now, when they do fighter work and they drag, you know, they'll use the secure comm link. So, you know, you're kind of just screwed there, but mm-hmm. all of this stuff is, you know, anything that's non the way I see it is anything that's non encrypted is fair game. If they need to talk without me hearing them, they'll do that. Exactly. Exactly. So ARs are the best place to start. Find your air refueling tracks and then just ask somebody for the frequency. You know, I mean, it's a great community. And uh, the fighters are the hard ones, though. That Like all that stuff is really hard to find. But even they use pretty much the same from day to day. I know that. The 138th fighter wing here uses 225.5 and 234.7. You know, those are pretty much their their primary and secondary. So if you start there, what I do is I in the morning I leave one of my scanners on 225.5 and another one on 234.7. And then when they start coming alive, I know they're up. And mm-hmm. I can hear them as they launch because obviously, you know, they launch, they're in full burner. So I can hear them from 12 miles from the airport. So... I can sometimes I can hear them. It depends on the wind, but but when scanners start coming alive, that's pretty much when I get up and try to grab them. Nice. And then they go over to the MOAs and do dog fighting. So they talk to the MOA and like the MOA director or the MOA tower. And so, but most of the time they stay on those primary and secondary frequencies, okay. except to communicate for commercial air traffic control. And that's hard because they use they use UHF. So it's kind of like trunk tracking right you're i don't really worry about them i don't need to hear them coming into the airport like that just doesn't excite me you know anymore at this point so but they have to follow us pretty much the same rules so they'll they'll use ground they'll use departure they'll switch to departure they'll then they'll switch to kansas you know in our case kansas city center and then you just reverse that order basically when they come right. home so but i really like to listen to them operationally i like to hear them talk about problems landing gear issues fights on call stuff like that break right like i mean i can hear all that stuff from here so it's pretty cool nice and then the tanking after a while just gets old and you know it's fun to track though and and what i like to do is i like to look at absb and actually so i know where they're at Mm -hmm. 
try to match up their call signs and then listen to them as they do their work. And then if I get lucky, they fly over, I photograph them. So I've got a lot of really good pictures of them coming over. And so that's what I try to do. I try to put the audio with the photos or the video of them. So that's, that's kind of my game. That's what I, that's what I try to do. And you post those online too, right? Yeah. The photos. Yeah. Yeah. On my Facebook page, which has like no, no viewer. I have no viewers at all. Like it's, (laughs) well, but it's there if people want to see it. What's the name of the page? It's Oklahoma Skywatch is what it is. So if anybody wants to see a bunch of uh, pictures and some audio, just go to Facebook and it's Oklahoma Skywatch. That's yeah, what we'll, it is. We'll, we'll put a link to that yeah, in the description that, of, the, uh, yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So it, it's it's basically one of these things too, right? You 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 know the frequencies because they use them pretty much consistently. But obviously, if yeah. something changes, right? You you would scan between, I guess, what is it, two twenty five to three eighty mm-hmm. or something like that, which is a huge, a yeah. huge area of scanning. Yeah. And a lot of the problem is too is it's it's AM, which isn't really a problem, right? But it's very short transmissions, mm-hmm. and when you have something like like this, you don't really put a delay in your radio. You have to put a delay in your radio so you, you get the rest of it. So it's right. it could be a challenge to find the new frequencies yes. because it's a needle in a haystack, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. You could spend a whole day finding new ones. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have your standard. The Air Force uses a lot of the same frequencies and they're named like, and some of the names are really creative, like 303, 000, that, you know, is basically, it's kind of a common air to air. Of course, 12345 right, right, right. is like the standard kind of air to air call. 1215, I think is guard. Uh, I mean, I don't listen to that one really that much because there's never really that much action on it. But although I probably should monitor it because somebody's using that, something bad's happening. But I'll tell you what I do. I got a great trick that I learned from another guy. There's a great site on YouTube, and um, I learned from him that you can scan the entire mill band in about 11 seconds. I've got an SDR rig that Mm -hmm. I use. So, for example, if I see somebody flying over a plane, and the other day I caught this KC-10 with two German typhoons, and I could see them, but I couldn't find them. And so what I did is I ran to my SDR. And it's got a scanner in it, you know, which just wipes the whole band in like 11 seconds. It's incredible. And um, that's probably the best way to do it. Have one SDR rig that you can use to search. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a big fan of the SDRs because, the man, the Bearcat products, the Uniden stuff is so reliable. The 125 and and the BC-15 are bulletproof. Like, you just, the squelch, the quality, I mean, even the receiver, it's just, man top-notch stuff and the sdrs are more like think i know they make really good ones and i use the one that's i think it's the rtl sdr it's the one that everybody uses it's like 35 bucks or something you know i have a pile of them over here i bet you do (laughs) and uh so you know so but they can be kind of wonky sometimes right like you got to reboot them like they get runtime errors they're just and i'm not a I'm not a pie guy at all. So I have no idea how to use raspberry pie. And I know a lot of guys have rigs in their attics, you know, and I would love to be a feeder for ADSB and all that. But I just, man, I'm just, I can't, you know, I can't get in the attic number one, but mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, to, to make a long story short, I use the SDR to locate the freaks okay. and I, and then I put them into my scanner and then I scan so- them. The SDR using SDR Sharp, or using something? Yeah, yeah, I use Sharp, and it's got the as you know the the new community package or whatever it is. Great, Mm -hmm. great. Those guys did a great job on that, and uh, the community package has the scanner in it, and it'll wipe two twenty five to four hundred almost instantly. I mean, again, eleven seconds, but which is ridiculous because it takes like my little DX five here, this old Yesu. It'll take it like four minutes due to the whole military band. So exactly. it's like, forget yep. it. Like, right, right. Right. So you can use the SDR and see it visually as well, which is with the waterfall. Wonderful. Yep. And you get a log too. You get a yeah. log for every hit and it yeah. records the hit. You get, that's yep. right. Yeah. yeah. And the only so, thing is, so, is yeah, squelch is a little weird and like, it it's is. just not, you know, it's, it's just, it's not the tool I like because it just, it's noisy. You know, the wife mm-hmm. hates it. It's just always going off. It's always false triggering and. I don't the know, other issue with that is it's not really scanning. It's actually, right, it's searching is what it's doing really yeah. quickly. It's taking the logs. True. But then Good you can point. take the yeah, logs and you can, right you can scan. Yeah. Then you can scan to the logs because it gives right. you the scan list in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it, it does make it makes it easy because you can, I think you can record, right? The the hits that it has too with the audio on it. Sure. Sure. So it has it has a great quality built in recorder. Yeah, yeah. It puts it into MP3 or Wave. Right. Which is wonderful. So and it gives you the frequency. So, mm-hmm. but I've seen and one of the problems with the BC fifteen is that it's missing that top ten megahertz, which is so dumb. I don't know oh, why they really? did that. I didn't really, so yeah, really, so it goes from two twenty five okay. to three ninety. So <sighs> and there's actually some decent action in that ten meg in that t- ten megahertz. So, but the bigger one, like the one I, I think it's actually broken right now, but it's the BC fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's the one that that everybody likes. Like, and you can use Scan Master or whatever that software is with it. And man, that's a cool rig because you can actually almost turn your Bearcat scanner into an SDR. You know what I mean? With that, right. with so that using, software. So ProScan? ProScan, thank you. Yep. Thank you, yes. Okay. Um, and so, but I, I don't have ProScan, but I've seen a lot of guys use it and they swear by it. Like it gives you a visual display, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, but, it's uh, good. It doesn't give you the waterfall or stuff like that. Like you have an right, SDR, right. but it yeah. does give you a recorder the heads-up display. Mm-hmm. You can record the audio through yeah. it. You get yeah. the logs. Yep. So, and you can set up your own little web server with it. So if you wanted oh, to wow. go outside and right on. shoot the photos, you could take your phone with you That'd be so and then cool. stream the audio right to your phone because you're oh, serving yeah. it right on, right on your computer at home. Yeah. Yeah. It could be I delayed a little bit, but yeah. I use remote desktop and do that now with okay. uh, the SDR. But again, the, the, the unit and products are just so good. And right. the 15 gives you that extra 10 meg. So it's got the full military band. Okay. doesn't cheat you out of that extra 10 megahertz. So if somebody really wants to start with like one scanner, I would let them, I would advise them to get the, to get a BC 15 and then use this, the, the, what'd you say? Pro scan. Is that what it is? Pro scan, ahead, yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. 40 bucks, right? Or something. Yeah, I think it's like apply. $50, but it's 50 well bucks. worth it. Cool. Yeah. What, yeah what and that's what I would that? do. Yeah. yeah. It's a Swiss army knife. Oh man. Love it. Yeah. I played yeah. around with it. I got the free, you know, like the demo version, the demo version. And believe yeah. it or not, it will actually run the BC 15. It or the excuse me the the one twenty five it'll run the one twenty five it just doesn't give you all the features like okay. it, so you can't it, you know the the BC fifteen has full integration and but the fit but the uh, yeah the one twenty five well it, you're missing some stuff you know with it but gotcha yeah I hope yeah. and I hope I've been using one twenty five and fifteen correctly in the earlier part of the, of this because I you know I get them confused sometimes I don't know but yeah the one twenty five is handy. One's a handheld, one's not. I mean, right. other than that. <laughs> and it's so dumb. I don't know why they cheat you out of that 10 mag. It's like, Which why? is the, it's it, the 125 cheats you out of the 10? It does. It does. It, yeah, it's yeah, 390 yeah. is the top end. It's like, okay. it's like they got so close and then they just kind of took 10, that critical critical 10 megahertz away from you. Right. Well, my first Knowing radio that I, that I really enjoyed using that had the Miller in it was uh, the BR330T. So that was oh, one yeah. that was out late nineties, I think it was. Yeah. But um it's uh, like a brick radio. It's a square by a rectangular body body mm-hmm. radio. I don't have it handy, but it's uh it, is that it, a radio shack or Uniden? Well it's it's a Uniden unit. Okay. Uniden made a version of it for Radio Shack. Oh okay. and that was yeah. a pro one sixty two or something that's like the, that. I think that's one thirty seven. It was a pro one thirty seven okay. and they neutered it. It, it didn't oh, do man. it didn't do trunking. It didn't do like, uh, the broadcast bands. This radio went all over the place, but it was like one of the radios that I bought specifically because it did the mill air band. And right. with that radio, I would take it out to air shows. And oh, Memorial man. Day weekend, we have we have the air show here, but Sweet. they also do Fleet Week. Oh so yeah, you would get yeah. the 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 demos that would come out with with oh, the, the yeah. helicopters, like the angels and, and, and the, stuff. You got all those. You had all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but the nice, Marines would come out nice. there with their demos. So they would go to the county park and they would rappel yeah. down from the helicopters. Oh, and that man. radio Jackpot. was like, you would hear it because the close right. call would kick in. Right, right. As they were coming overhead. And, and you know, the, the close call would close hit. Close call, yeah. And, and you wouldn't even hear the helicopters. And then wow. you would when they would, they would come, you know, right over your head. But we always right. knew they were coming in. The close call the is close awesome. Call. Great, yeah, great yeah. mention on that because I love close call. The only thing is, I generally find it won't pick anything up. But, you know, most of the military birds are, you know, they're at, 20 to 24,000, you know, somewhere in that yeah. range. Well, the close call is so. not meant for that. The close call is meant for somebody who's, who is <laughs> a block away or, okay. yeah, really a couple you. hundred feet around you, you is really where it works the best. Okay. 
So you're using, let's, let's run through this. So you're using an SDR with, with SDR sharp. Right. To identify and locate. Right. Right. Now you were saying too about ADSB. Are you running your own ADSB at home to service no, locally? I, I'm not. I'd like to be a feeder. In fact, I've got. Well, not even uh, as a feeder. I'm just talking about like oh. privately with yourself, like, like you personally. Oh yeah. Use. I keep a version of it up at all times. Like I've got it on my phone, like, and I've even got the other little app thing that, uh. Okay. So you're using, you're using the services though instead. You mean just, I guess I'm confused. You mean just like, just down, just using the website, you mean? or what? Well, or? that was, well, no, I was asking if you had set up an SDR to host oh. your own ADSB, but oh, then no. watch oh. it locally. So you're not actually feeding it anywhere. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're, oh, you're no, using no, it I never thought about that. I've okay. actually got, I've actually got the antennas already made to do it. See, I made these oh, little things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One for the 978 and the 1090, uh-huh. right? So yep, yep. I'm ready to go on that. But I was just scared. I'm scared to upload it because I heard people were getting hacked. Like people, people, one guy was like, man, I get like five hacks a day, you know? So really? I got really scared and I was like, I don't think I need that, you know? Okay. I mean, and I feel bad because I mean, there are a lot of feeders here in this area. So it's not, we don't have an issue with blind spots. Like we get really good feeding coverage. But as you know, recently, and you might, you know, you may have talked about this in some of your other shows, or maybe you will, but the big uproar right now with ADSB that's going on. Yes. So, I yep. mean, the guy. Haven't talked about it yet, but okay. to bring it up to speed, right? So, ADSB go. Exchange was sold, even though it was supposed to be a community thing, but always in, in something like this in the wake, right? There's right. always something that backfills it. So, the nice yeah. thing about ADSB Exchange is the fact is that it was unfiltered. If you wanted to go in, yes. right, and you know, but for everybody else yes. who's listening, if you wanted to go in and watch military that that's filtered out by Flight Radar 24 yes. and a Flight Aware, you would always be able to find it on ADSB Exchange. So now that Jet Set, right, is it Jet Set is the one that bought ADSB Exchange? It was a, jet, yeah, it was one of the private jet, 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 jet nets or jet somebody jet net, like that. That's yeah, it, right. somebody like that. You're correct. Yes, right. They bought it so for like so now that Jet Net bought it. Yeah. They have to abide by certain rules. So does yep. that mean now that ADSB Exchange is going to now? I hope not. They say no. They say they promise they, they would. They say no. But I don't know. But who we'll knows? See. But it That's has right. a lot of people up in an uproar now because yep. you have you have benefits for feeding, right? So like on ADSB, I'm sorry, with with Flight Radar 24 and Flight Aware, you get their business plans or their highest tier plan for being a feeder, which is great. No ads. You get all the bells and whistles you could have possibly cool. want. For ADSB Exchange, the best they would do for you is give you a bannerless site so you didn't have to see the Google ads. Oh, Which, man. for me, okay, because I don't close, need to see the close. Google ads. Yeah, <laughs> right. close, 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 right. But it, it doesn't <laughs> pop up anymore. So I'm like, all right, that works for me. But now in its wake, there's the one guy that was putting, was it Jeff Bezos? Mm-hmm. His plane, was tracking yes. his plane yep. on Twitter. That's right. He's and, now created Elon. his yeah. own. Yeah, yeah, right. And Elon, that? right. Yep. So, so uh-huh. they got kicked off of Twitter, right? He got kicked off of Twitter. Yeah. And he could have had five grand. Like and he's like, no, I want 50. <laughs> That's like baller <laughs> move. And, and Elon was like, no, nah, dude, screw Yeah, you. you're gone. <laughs> so he started up his own version of, of an ADSP server. Oh, he did? Yeah. And then there's, eight, there's, there's airframes.io. Right. Yes. That's and, the one and, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to go over there now, right? Right. But there's, there's, there's open, open, Air or or okay. opens something. I forget the second name of it, but a lot of people are taking their ADSB servers and they're saying, "Well, ADSB right. Exchange got sold out." Right. And and I hear there's, there's there's some other stuff happening. I'm talking yeah. about here, but oh, okay, okay. I can't wait. I'll watch your show on that. Let me know yeah, when that comes up. They're they're pulling they're pulling away from ADS Exchange and trying to feed to now airframes yes. and this open open air or open okay. something okay. or other. And I'll find the right word for it and drop it in, in the right. uh, pre-notes here. Right. So yeah, that 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 became a whole big controversy with ADS, ADSB. But sure have. if you feed your own, you can actually tap into it and you can use oh. software like Plane Plotter or you can use oh, cool. uh, I can't think of it now, but there's there's a there's a a version of it that you can run locally as well, and you could just open your browser and see what your ADSB device is doing. And oh, again, cool. I'm pretty sure that that's unfiltered as well. I haven't I haven't tested oh, it, but man. I've asked around. Awesome. So maybe you could do a again, show on could, that. You know, that'd be awesome because exactly. I'm really weak in that area. And there's one other program I'll mention that, and uh, it's Sky Skyglass. Have you heard of that okay. one yet? Have you been? No, I haven't. No. So Skyglass was cool. It was 
it gives you a 3D like visual representation like of the height of everything. And you can okay. scroll around. Think of it like Google Maps, except you you know how you can scroll and move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got in really early on that and he offered it free. The guy that owns it's really cool. And he's got version two out now. So, but it gives you a sometimes it's a little annoying because I find the labeling to be kind of big and but but it's unfiltered as well. And okay. but it gives you a visual height representation. That's neat. It's almost like I don't really know what the right word for it is, but think of it like a 3D real time dimensional thing that you're in. Like it, it's funky. It's got like this black like the matrix. You can see like all the way around. Right. You, right? It, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> but it's called Sky Glass. Okay. And uh, people should check that out. It's not terribly expensive, but I mean, honestly, it's it doesn't offer. I mean, it's cool. It's fun to play with. And you can build lists and track. It gives you a lot more features to be able to track what you like. Okay. But ADSB is obviously free. So, but it is a cool program. I will give it to it. The guy's got a great idea and Sky Glass is really cool. Nice. I see Check a couple of the other guys that do like the sit reps and stuff using it on YouTube. You know, that's what they use. And oh, okay. uh, it looks really cool. It's, it's, it's a neat looking interface. So nice. All right, we're going to put a quick pause right now with this conversation between Mike and myself. And as a reminder, anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 or a month level does not get this break. You can support us by going to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. For everybody else, we'll catch you all in just one second. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or ScannerMaster, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com slash tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. So let's yeah. go back to uh, the radios here. So you've okay. got a couple of radios you're using, right? And yeah. uh, I, I want to reference the picture that you shared with me before we started recording sure. here. So you have on there, what, what do you typically have set up on your desk when you're just monitoring things? What, what, what's, uh, yeah. what's running right so like normal in that picture and I, and maybe you'll edit it in there, but I've got my primaries pretty much all handhelds. I, I've got the 15, but I got it used and I think it's whacked. So I don't know. I, I pretty much don't use it. I'm just going to buy a new one, I guess, but okay. I've got a Yesu VX five, which I think is like one of the most underrated old school nineties digital slash analog radio or whatever, you know, and I've got a variety of antennas for it. So I've got the VX five, which, this is a really cool radio. They're hard to find, and I see they're really expensive on eBay right now. Like I just got so lucky. Weirdest thing with a, those radios. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I found a widow that that had this on Facebook Market for a hundred bucks, man. And I went. And I was like, dude. And I've seen them selling for like three hundred dollars now. It's crazy. 
So I've got that. And then, of course, the BC-125, I've got three of those. Like, those are just like, boom, boom, boom. Those are those things are so amazing. They're so good for the money. They're like 100 bucks on Amazon. It's nuts. Yeah, it's about a buck, a buck and a quarter or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I picked well mine worth up. it. You'll, you can find them for like $106. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Yep. So those are my primary ones. And then I'd like to get, I think my next one might be either another BC-15 or because I want to use that pro scan. That's what I really would like to do. Okay. Or what's the graded version of the 125? Is it 300 series or whatever it is, something like that? The handheld will be the 325 P2 and the desktop yeah. is the 996. The three, yeah, the, the, the handheld is what I want. And it gives you the extra 10 meg. So, okay. Yeah. And you know and what's it has nice too the, is you can, you can actually grab if you're looking for something like that. Like um, what might actually be cool for you is look at the Uniden BC898T. Okay, let me write this down, man. So it's it's a desktop unit. It's big. Okay. But a lot of guys love this one because it's got a jog dial or a jog oh, wheel in the middle. That's cool. Eight ninety. So so you can just you can just do one of these oh. and, go, and go up and down the dial. That is awesome. So, so if you're man. trying to center yes. on something, you can do that. And um it does yeah. do alpha tags. Does do alpha no, I don't think it does alpha tags, but it does PL DPL. Okay. But it does have a DB9 connector on the back, so okay. you can feed it to ProScan. And oh, if okay. you feed it to ProScan, you can create a list, a, a reference list, so that ProScan can look up in that table and then give you the alpha tag on the screen. Nice. So, um, nice. It's, uh, it is amazing. a very cool it... radio. I've got one buried here in my desk somewhere. But there's I'm, the I'm going to try to find one. Okay. Yeah, you could probably still find it. It really, wasn't really a, a super popular radio. Okay. But it falls in. There's the 890, the 895, and the last one was the 898. Okay, 898 is so, the one you recommend. I think that would be the one I would recommend. Yeah, and it, it, that's not that serial port crap, is it? Like that's it is. Oh, it is. So, so yeah. do you have an old school laptop you 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 got for? No, scanning? I, I actually have. Um, I bought a. I forget the name of them, but I have a an eight port. Okay. USB to serial adapter. Nice. Okay. Well, that's so, a good idea. Um, write that down too. But you could run it on a regular. USB to serial adapter and then just run that okay. into USB hub or something like that. Okay. Cool. It's just a right you know, DB9 well connector. Yeah. But uh, I mean, even the BCT15, that's still serial. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's not, True. That's just not USB. In USB format. And by the way, that I've got one that's got a broken USB connector. The USB connectors like break off on them. And it's not even a USB connector. It's terrible. that stupid little, um, yes. I forget the yeah, name the of it. The plastic thing inside yes. of it. Yes. And I, you know, I've destroyed. So I've and got one like, now that's like, it's just stuck. I've got all my frequencies in it and I can't add anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, except, that you know. that connector was horrible. Oh, God. It, it but, totally uh, is. But yes. you may be able to find, too, like, oh, another good one for you to look at. And okay. these these do get a little bit of money. Okay. But people in the middle air, especially if you look online, they, they will, you will see, like, just somebody's desk and it's full of these things. The 780 XLT. Okay. You're going back mid-90s on this one. Okay. But... It's a 500 channel radio, and you can sometimes find it for seventy five dollars, but you sometimes find it for one hundred and seventy five dollars. Wow! So sometimes you'll find it for more than that too. But that radio, oh, okay, for some reason, a lot of people love them when it comes to to mill air. Wow. Okay. So I've I've been actually collecting those as I see them at the right price point. <laughs> Just because buying them, to me, snapping them up. Yeah. Yeah, but it's to me, it's the coolness factor. It was the one radio I wanted at the time, and I could nice. never afford it. Nice. And I love the screen on it. To me, the screen on that thing is probably the best screen that really? you has ever made. Yeah, dude, if you see one, let me know, man. I mean, and if you don't I want will. it, I'll snap it up. You know, so yeah, hook, yeah, hook definitely. A brother up. <laughs> and then the one above that one was the BC seven eighty five D. So that one okay. gave you the ability to put a digital chip in there. But some of these radios, again, oh. they interface right with ProScan, and nice. you run the line out of the back of it into a sound mm -hmm. card, like that, and, and you can start right. recording the audio. Right, but right. you. Have yeah. a different solution. So I do. let's talk about. I do. You've got, okay. you've got your four radios, sure. right? Well, you've got your, yeah. your setup of radios that you're that yep. you're running. Yep. Let's talk about the setup because I want to talk about too, like how how easy and how affordable it actually is to get the mill air. Because we right. just talked about this, right? Right. The radios that you're using, the yep. BCT fifteen X or the BCT fifteen XT yep. is about one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh yeah. The one twenty five. Yes. Right. The one twenty five yes. is yes. about one twenty five. That's give or Take right. a couple dollars right. here or there. And that's just to get started. So, so say roughly, if you're going to buy a new radio, you're looking at about a hundred dollars and change on the radio. True. And 
now you have something that you're trying to, or if you're using an SDR, you're looking at thirty five dollars plus. Yeah, thirty five bucks to set it up. And it, some of them come with an antenna that's not bad. And you know, we'll talk right. about antennas hopefully. Yeah, in a minute, exactly. So, yeah. so that's what I'm trying to. We'll, we'll yeah. go through all that. I now. see so you working. Now, I see you working. We've spent the first half here. We've spent <laughs> actually right. almost close to an hour already talking about and getting everybody excited for this, right? So let's talk about how we we can get them into it. So you got the radios. What are you doing now so that? And here's the baited question, right? So, so you don't miss anything, right? Because obviously there's yeah. a lot going on. You've got four right. radios going. Right. I know you're doing something because you're putting the audio with the video. So how yeah. are you collecting all of this audio so that you have it? Well, man, one thing I'm working way too hard with my Bearcats because I've got a Zoom H4N back from my old production days that I used mm-hmm. to record professional quality audio from the shows we were doing and stuff. So, so what I do is it's got two XLR inputs in it and I'm taking the outputs, obviously, through the uh, eighth inch out- outputs from the radios and running. Uh, I've got these little I've got these little XLR to quarter cables. You can buy them on eBay for, I don't know, like 10 bucks or something, you know, mm-hmm. and this is XLR to quarter. And then so what I do is I run one of the I run one of the 125s into each left and right channel. So basically, I've got radio one on the left channel, radio two in the right channel. Right. And they're always rolling. Now, you got to be a little careful because that can introduce some noise. That's what we call an, uh, a balance or an, it's basically an, it's basically what they call a balance connector. And so when you're running an unbalanced to balance connector, that's a problem. Um, balance okay. connectors like XLRs are made to go long distance. But the problem is they can introduce noise if you're, if you're going into a stereo jack. They're mono cables. I mean, so that's the problem because they're made to run like microphones. You know, it's the mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. connector you've got in the back of your mic. Yep. So, but it works and I've got hum buckers on them. Basically they're called, I can't think of what they're called, but they basically knock out that 60 cycle hum. And so the quality of the audio, I think is pretty good. I mean, you heard some of them. It's, it's, it's probably just as good on ProScan, you know, but, uh, you get a little, you can get a little buzz that way. But the problem is it's a lot of work. The SDRs and ProScan. I'm assuming actually list the frequency for you. And they, so you know what you've got. Right. When you use the H4N, all it shows up is like audio file one, name. yeah, file right. one, two, three. And so, so you're just oh using the H4N as a standalone recorder then? Yeah. Very high, okay. it's a very high quality recorder, but man, it's a pain in the butt because you, the only thing you have is a timestamp. That's it. Gotcha. I mean, which takes a lot of time. If I, if I was still working full time, there's no way. Like, so, just it out of curiosity, because right now my microphone is plugged into an H6N. Oh yeah, great. And great. I'm using it as a interface device, and I have the USB port sure. from here USB. connected to the back right. of the computer. Exactly. Right. So does the H4 allow you to connect to a computer as an audio? Yep. It can. Okay, mm-hmm. so you it's can then take that USB and do yeah. the left and right, and bring that in the Pro Scan, and now you've got your four channels coming in. That's, I never thought about that. Wow. And then you can just set up the recorder right on Pro. So what I do with my Pro Scan is I actually have a Scarlet. On yeah, mine. That's, I've got the same exact thing, a focus right. So I yep. got, I think it's the 6i or the 8i6, I yep. think is the one I'm using. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing, except in using XLRs, I'm using the quarter inch jack because okay. it's got the the right in the middle of the XLR mm-hmm. jack. It's yep. got that com- combo Tip jack. Rings leave, yeah. And I, yeah, and I just, I have a Y connector and I do a left and a right. Nice. And I do one radio on the left, like you do, one radio on the right, and I set my yeah. ProScan up so it, it Crap, mutes the one I thought I was the only one the doing other. that little trick. That's no, cool, no, no. It. And ProScan's <laughs> nice too because you can set a filter on ProScan to get rid of that hum oh, in cool. the software. Whoa. Or, of course, you can put a, a coil on there or right. the ferret beads, right? Mm-hmm. You wrap the yep, core in exactly. the ferret beads. Exactly. I bought a pack of those. And like, I haven't seen like the my, need. All my yeah. cables, like my straps for my binoculars have ferrites <laughs> on them. Obviously. Those things work great. They do, but with my Scarlet setup, I haven't I haven't had the need for that. In fact, I was actually using I don't know if you ever use them too, but I used um, the M Audio ten ten LT Deltas on my old Windows XP computer, and I was all upset when I b- built my new machine. I couldn't use those anymore because that was again a left and a right on eight channels. Right. So the Scarlet allowed me now to get eight channels back again on there. Right. You know, in a is way, H six the, H6 the uh, see technically the H four N is obviously it's a four channel recorder, but to do that. Right. You've got to go, you've got to use both XLRs and then there's a, there's a, a balanced input on the back that has tip ring sleeve on it, which is the 3.5 millimeters. So you can get four channels, but man, you just, you got so much going at that point. Like, right. and then, you know, you take that out of onto the SD card, obviously, and then put it in your computer. You can use 
a variety of editors like Soundforge or whatever. But mm -hmm. it's so much easier to, I found, one of the best things about SDRs and Sharp is you get the quality recording, you get, you don't have to use any other equipment, and it gives you, it passes the frequency data. And that makes, right. when you do videos, that makes it so much easier. Like, right, right. Because it shows up as, ooh, 352.6. So I know immediately that's my air refueler. Or when I see 225.5, I know, oh, that's the F-16s. Right. So that's the only problem with using the zoom units is they don't pass the frequency data. No, there's no way of getting it, but yeah, there's it no may way to pay if you, if you got some time to try and use it as an audio interface device. That's cool. Yeah. Then, that's a great, that's a cool can, idea. You can do man. it that way with the that's pro really scan. Cool. Yeah. So never thought yeah, about so, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Cause it that's, does uh, like, <laughs> something to keep you <laughs> keep it busy now this weekend. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll so. play around with that. I mean, I yep. never thought about doing that, you know? Right. So, so you got the audio, you're bringing it. So you're bringing it as a flat file basically. And you just, yeah. you're just ingesting all of that audio into a, into an MP3 file or yeah. whatever it is that saves it as. So you're going back in. And nicely too, oh, by the way, with ProScan, is because you've got the frequency name, you can tag the frequency in the file name so that when you're looking for just that one audio byte, you yes. can go into Windows and find That's that cool. frequency. You know, it will find, and it'll take all the files that are there. And what right. I do normally is from doing something like that is I select all those files and I'll copy them. I get a little like um, Windows command file that says copy all mm -hmm. that MP3 to right. an output file. Right. And uh, it creates one giant file in the oh, files wow, that, nice. I, that so I told it puts them to all do. together so, for you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's it makes, great. That takes a, a lot idea. of the workout. So that's the problem. Housekeeping, man, is I spend more time doing that crap yeah. than actually scanning. I mean, like, that's all the, the hobby, worst part of it. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. So. It's fun. You sit there and, you know, yep. and I like to, I like, to, I'll even go in and, you know, have from what I used to do in the past, I'll go in and, dial them in, EQ them, like, like you heard that F-16 audio and it sounds really nice. And, uh, so half the fun is just trying to get the weak audio from planes that are far away to try to okay. bring it back. Like what they did with this balloon shoot down, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, the guys immediately took that and tweaked it and it sounds way better. I heard the, as soon as the guy that did it, he's in one of these groups, as soon as he got it, he posted it. And I don't think he really realized what he had. I mean, he ended up in almost every national story possible, like, you know, the war zone, like Tyler Rogaway's, uh, whatever his military thing is. Like I, I get, I just, they all show up on my Facebook page, but he did like, he, he said he's done with interviews. He's like, I'm done. He did a <laughs> bunch of interviews after that, but he had a gold mine, man. That audio yep. was amazing, but I heard the original version before it was all touched up and it was rough, you know, and they did a great job touching it up and stuff. Okay. And, I was going to do that for him and somebody beat me to it, you know, but, gotcha. um, but that's, that's your thing though, right? That's, that's also yeah. goes yeah, back to your soundboard sure. days, right? That's yeah. exactly right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you got the radios, you got them hooked up to the H6N, but you're also big into building your own antennas, right? What are you using to actually yeah. get the stuff from over the air? What are you, what are you using? So you saw, and I don't, you, maybe you'll put that picture in there, but <laughs> yeah. of course, like you, like you called it, right? Some people will call this a disc cone or like a right. you know, it's a ground plane it's quarter wave yep. ground plane antenna yep. or whatever. Yep. So I use Romex and just strip the Romex out. Actually, there's a bunch of good videos on YouTube about how to build these. There's this one mm -hmm. hilarious dude that like lives in like Sweden or something and he shows you how to and then you can use a calculator and yep. Uh, yep. just figure out the length of the radiator and then the dipole, you know, the whatever they call the down legs or whatever. And then right. I'm, I've got a ton of like handheld antennas that I build, like these little handhelds. And honestly, Phil, the difference with between these is staggering. Like when you do, when you build these and you can target the frequency. So like, for instance, I've got one for like 435, right? So okay. I'll put that one on if I want to hit something. I've, I built one for exactly my tanking frequency, 352. Nice. So I'll pop that on my Bearcat and do this thing. We'll just kill it. It's phenomenal. I don't know what the SWR is, but it's got to be just, I mean. Dead on. I mean, you, like you, one, you calculate the frequency. Good, right? like one, the, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like. And the length. Yeah. Yep. And then I've even got, you know, sometimes these, I mean, honestly, the telescopists are great because mm -hmm. you can just get the measurement that you need. And for example, I know that 352 is going to be about nine to 10 inches, you know, somewhere in that range, if I remember correctly. So I just, you can just measure it out, pop that on there and, and you, you know, you don't even need an adapter. It's got the old school BNC on it. Right, right, right. And so that's cool. 
But uh, yeah, I'm pretty, you know, I, I grew up having to do soldering. Like you can't just tell people like, oh, sorry, dude, the show's canceled tonight. You know, if something breaks, you have to fix it. So you we're in there fix it, right? last minute pulling equipment apart, soldering stuff. Mm-hmm. And all the touring guys were so amazing. Those guys make big bunny for a reason. Like they're good at what they do. I've seen right. some the, the most crazy repairs you've ever seen done in like 20 seconds. It's unreal. But like, <laughs> it's like yeah, just give me some bubble gum, some duct tape, and you know, and your shoelace. Pretty much, man. Make this work, yeah. a, a soldering <laughs> iron and screwdrivers, and that's it. But right, so right. I really enjoy building these. And these are these are basically dipoles, you know, I guess, right? So you have, and they're built out of coax. So I take a okay. piece of LMR 400, which is uh-huh. pretty much the best coax you can get. And what you do is you you take the the whole length of the coax, and then you strip off half of the distance. You find your total length, and then what you do is you leave this part on the bottom. You tie that to the shield, right? Right, and, and that's the braided wire. And then the upper part you leave naked, and that's your center conductor for your coax. Right, right. And I'd like to take credit for this, but I but I didn't think of this. I mean, like everybody does this. There's actually a guy in the UK I kind of got the idea from. He sells antennas from Broadsword. I think it's Broadsword. Have you heard of that guy? He sells them. But he's over in the UK, and I wanted to buy. He sells a Mill Air kit for like 30 bucks, dude. You can get like three antennas. Wow. But he wouldn't send them to the US. So (laughs) so the next best thing. You made him yourself, right? Yeah. And the next, and pretty much like next thing you know, like. There's, there it is. <laughs> like this is what you get when you have nothing to do all day, right? And I've even got this whopper. Like this one's huge, and this one's like one hundred and ninety, one hundred and ninety, or one hundred and thirty meg. I don't know something. Okay, this one's good for like I use this for the FM signals coming from the guard base, like the ops okay. radios, the handheld walkie talkies. Mm-hmm. They're on FM, you know, like a right. hundred and. I think, I think they're on 149.025. So I use this big sucker. It's not like something you're going to walk around with because it's ridiculous, but it works great, man. It's a, it's scary right. how, like if you're trying to hit the right frequency, it is scary how good these things can work. Well, that's exactly it when it comes to antennas, right? Maybe. When you've when you got them tuned exactly right. Yeah. And that's what I always say to people. It's like, what's the best antenna for my radio? It's like, well, it, you know, the antenna that comes with it is broad. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you get like a VHF the, the ducks, antenna, right? Like right, or a UHF antenna or an 800 antenna, mm-hmm. it's going to work better in those bands. But nothing beats an antenna that's tuned yeah. specifically. And again, a lot of these commercial antennas that are on the top of the towers, right? Right. They are right. made, ordered, and manufactured for the exact frequency they that they're going to be used for. They're engineered. So, yeah, that you just yep. can't beat it. I mean, I would advise somebody, if you got the BC-125, first thing you do, I've got like five united antennas sitting over there probably like you do right right just throw them out throw them away like the garbage <laughs> i got a i got a cup full of them <laughs> i can well, hear them yeah, you know it's, yeah, i got a cup full <laughs> there here too. Go, there's, there's one here's, here's another you know he's but yeah it seems the yeah, rubber I'm ducks losing, are terrible I'm more off the back of the desk than i have now in the, <laughs> the thing so i, so I would you, just get i would just order and i think the guys at sdr make a really like high qual- i know somebody makes one they make a really high quality extendable antenna that won't the, break. Uh, the guys over, on. if you go to RTL blog, they've got yeah, a nice kit too. It. So yeah. that you can, uh, you can set those up and, and, exactly. and even the new Lex, they come with an antenna kit, which is, which is, which is pretty good as well. I've, I've been using those. I used them right. uh, locally here. I took one on a cruise ship with me. I mean, oh, cool. They, they well, what'd you hear on a cruise ship, man? Like it's well, just a bonanza of like, we need uh, a vacuum to room 36. I that's mean, like, the problem. No, you don't. Because when I was <laughs> no, on the cruise ship, it was a DMR trunk system and it was all encrypted. Oh. So the only thing to listen oh. to was basically anybody who brought an FRS radio on board or oh, the food man. services were using FRS radios. What so about the production really... team? Could you hear the clear comms? Like, you know, like, all right, standby, follow spot three. You go. know, I never you know, even nothing like that. Was, was in a room or, okay. or tried at that point. But uh, that, that was something to think about too. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I went on a couple of cruises. It was actually the Disney cruises were all encrypted. So I don't know so why quick, they had to quick encrypt. Quick story if you want to hear one about production. Sure. Of course, scanning, scanning guys being scanning guys. When we do production, we're all, we all wear belt packs mm-hmm. made by a company called Clearcom. They're real expensive high end units. And I'm glad I wasn't paying for them because I could never afford them. They're just, they're like, they're about 1500 bucks a piece for, you got the headset, the mic, the belt pack, and they all work on 2.4 gig. A lot of them, well, a lot of them do, but the older ones didn't, but the newer ones are all encrypted for that reason. And the same. Same thing with like the new generation of Sure mics. Mm. All of those are now 
on tours, big tours, fully encrypted digital because dudes were out in the parking lots of arenas soaking up like the lead vocalists. Yeah, you, you hear track. how bad they are, right? When they're not like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no auto tune. <laughs> when they're drowned so, out, exactly. But if you go to like churches or anywhere that's using the old, you know, just I don't necessarily say old, old stuff because most of the cheaper mics from Sennheiser and Sure are still unencrypt, unencrypted. But mm-hmm. if you want to have some fun, take your radio or your SDR setup and go to your local venue, concert venue, not like like maybe. Not like the nice ones, like the big casinos or like the arenas, because all that's going to be encrypted. Like no tours using unencrypted, you know, audio right now because you just get burned. Like you can hear the calm guys, you can hear the follow spot calls, all that lighting director. So they're all pretty much using the high dollar stuff, but some don't. So okay. uh, and a lot of it is down in that lot. And there was a big blow up over microphone frequencies for a while, as you know, when they did all that. I think it was like 400 became illegal or something. I really don't know exactly. A lot of them were in the 700 megahertz band, which got okay. taken up by cellular carriers. Okay. So that's a lot of yeah. moving. So, yeah. Yeah. You can hear some cool stuff. And if they're using Sennheiser, which is actually a really popular brand and sure too, they actually tell you the frequency number. It's not like frequency one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Sure. A lot of times on the older stuff, it's just labeled one, two, three, four, five. Most of the Sennheiser stuff yeah. is actually gives you the frequency. So I've yep. got all those programmed into my in, into one scanner. And I used to I used to take it to work and just listen sometimes until everything really became pretty much encrypted. And all the big tours are using encryption, obviously, right. for obvious right. reasons, like we said. But yeah, so that was always fun. There's a lot of co- a cool stuff you can do besides mill. But, you know, I really like the military scanning. So. Right. So but, you also take which was early with the Facebook page and, and you said you were taking the photos with the, with the audio and putting them together and post them on Facebook. But you, you take the scanning hobby mm-hmm. with the mill air stuff. Right. And then you use it with your photography. Right. And video hobby as well. So, right. so I try to put it together into a story. So mm-hmm. I, and I try to do it in real time, but it's really not practical. I mean, and nobody wants to listen to two hours worth of tanking, you know, contact, you know, <laughs> break away. But the F-16, like the fighting videos, all that stuff, dogfight, that's cool. So what I try to do is I, I try to link the ADSB data. I put that in there in real time, and then I overlay the audio. And then when they fly over, I can overlay the video or pictures. So I've got like on my website or on my Facebook page, people can go and they can see like, it's almost like mini stories of a mission. So you get to see the audio video and the ADSB data. And then a lot of times the actual planes in real time. And that's, it's a lot of work, but like I said, I, you know, being handicapped, I don't, I don't have anything else to do. So what the heck I'll spend eight hours a day, you know, it keeps me busy, you know, and I love doing it. So it's fun. Right. But that's, that's the thing, right? So, yeah. So you have the hobby of the scanning, you've got the hobby of the photography. Yeah. You, you like putting the stuff together. And again, this is, this is a, you can do this from your, basically your backyard. It sounds like, right. Yeah. So it gets you outdoors. It on, does on, really. On the nice days, like, right. Yep. Nice and cam- you like know, you said, cameras it, it gets much, you out of bed in the morning, right? Because you said as it soon really as you does. hear that the it scanners really are making traffic, yes, it, it you feed it the cats, me. And, yeah. and yeah, it motivates it. you to to get your day rolling and and get going. So that's yeah, why if I, I had a full time job. There's no way. In fact, I, I didn't really yeah. start scanning until I just became unable to work. And so it, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, it gets me out of bed and gives me something to look forward to, you know and Every once in a while, I get that gold mine. A lot of times, it's just like, uh, you know, but the other day when those fighters came over, it's really cool. Like you catch F-15s or, you know, some good stuff. And I'm kind of I'm not really in the pattern here at Tulsa, but occasionally I'll have, you know, when the AWACs come in from from Tinker, like they fly right over the house and I've got some really good stuff. So I, I try to I try to watch ADSB and then I scan and then I go photo or video. And I'm going to do that for as long as I'm still able to, you know, to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, therapeutic, I guess, is the word, right? Yeah, exactly. It, like I said before, it, it gives you something to do. It takes your mind off of what yeah. it is that. Exactly. Exactly. You're going through. And like you said, you it's, a good hobby. It's, it's therapeutic. Yeah. And that's what hobbies are, right? Hobbies are right. some way to drain the wallet and to <laughs> that's uh, experiment, sure. right? Because you're <laughs> yep. using that to, to build the antennas and yeah. you're still yeah. tapping into your old job with the, all the audio exactly right. and the production on that and, and putting the videos together. Totally. So this is something that is, ha, has no pun intended here with the aviation stuff, but it's something that's kept you grounded. 
Yeah. You know? And I'm not that good. See, the thing is, I'm not that good. I'm trying to learn. Like I, I watch huh. some of the old guys that do this. They're amazing. Like the ham. I, I know I know nothing about ham or GMRS or any of that stuff. I, I think it's cool. I'd like to have a ham radio. Maybe if I, you know, if I could. Well, you do. You got the VX5. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess I, you know, I'm technically not supposed to press that little button right there, but, right. but, but I do listen to the repeaters, you know, they, I think okay. those guys, they just, everybody's so polite on the radio. That's the one. It's like when you listen to the repeaters, it's like going back to the, like the eighties and nineties where everybody was like, so polite, yeah. they know how to talk to each other, you know? <laughs> well, there's certain frequencies you get down towards, uh, <laughs> Certain, you know, the HF bands, you'll find out that it's not the case down there. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stories about people oh, down boy. there that get off my frequency or, <laughs> oh, you know, man. it's uh, getting the CB and it's, it's uh, the wild west. Oh, CB is a nightmare. It's like a yeah, it's wild yeah. west. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Unlicensed ham- radio, right? Like, yeah. But the I wonder if, I don't know if the too, VX then. could do CB or not. I don't know. No, no, it won't. I, I don't, don't think it, it definitely won't transmit down there, but um, oh, okay. I don't know if it receives. But yeah, you need something with AM. I don't but, know that much stuff about, I mean, that's why I'm trying to still learn about all that. And yeah. it's just fun to kind of, I mean, these ham, some of these ham guys are good, man. They're good at what they do. Like, yeah. and some but of the guys that scan military are good too, you know? Yeah. So. If you're interested the ham stuff, uh, ham radio prep is good. Okay. Yeah. You can go on there and, uh, um, I like that Josh guy on the, um, yeah, he's good too. Ham radio 2.0. No, he's ham, uh, ham radio crash course. Yes. 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 I, I, yeah. HRCC. I like that guy. Yes. He's funny. So I watched yep. that one, even though half the time I have no clue what the hell he's talking about. You but pick up on a like lingo it. and you you learn. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all good stuff. Yeah. 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 I don't yep. plan to probably ever do ham, but I think it's fun to watch. Like those guys are really good. Like I live in a unfortunately I live in an HOA, so I can't have a tower. Uh, like I tried to I tried to sneak one up last summer near the chimney and I didn't think anybody would see it. It wasn't even that big and it wasn't a tower. It was like I put this huge like PVC pole up and painted it black, tried to blend it in. And mm-hmm. they were like, no, nah, you can't have that. And I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> so I put it up in the attic as high as I could get it. And that helps immensely. Right. That's the other thing I would say is if you want to do this right, you got to have an attic, a, a legit attic antenna. You got to, you know, run, get you some good cable, LMR right. 400 or low loss coax and put an antenna in the attic. It, it triples. Height, height is your friends when it comes to this stuff, because totally. the higher the antenna, the the wider yeah. your, your footprint's going to be. But again, yep. you're also seeing this stuff too that's up there. It depends, right? The dog fighting, mm-hmm. they could be up a, a couple thousand feet or lower. Yeah. or Right. And you know, that's the, the, exactly right. You They fade you know. in and out as they work. They start, you know, around 17 fights on and they work down to the deck, you know, the hard, whatever mm-hmm. their hard deck is, 5,000 feet. They always leave a little safety margin, you know. Right. So when they get down low and they're over in Arkansas, I, I can't hear them. But then they climb back up. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know. Yeah. So, but that it's it's just fun to play fighter pilot, I guess, that I never got to do. So, <laughs> you know, I love right, it. Right. Love it, man. Excellent. So is there anything else you want to bring up today before we... Man, uh, this has been great. I've actually... This is why I wanted to do this is because I knew I'd learned something. And you really giving me a lot of great info too. Well, again, I want to thank you very much for coming on and, and oh, sharing thank you. your story with, with the uh, mill air, your setup, how easy it is to get started in this and the low price point. I mean, to get into it, very low, anybody can basically pick up a BC 125 AT, go yep. outdoors and start searching for it, go online, find some usable frequencies. You're saying a lot of the areas you have known frequencies that you mm-hmm. can pretty much find all the time yep. for me on the East coast. It's the Huntress all day long. Oh, it's the it's the Huntress because they're airborne, so you can right you can really hear them. Yeah, a, a lot. Were you of scanning times. during nine eleven? By the way, I didn't. I didn't. I was going to ask you. I that. was not. No, oh, that was. Uh, young, but that I was at work that day, and when yeah, it all wow, happened, man. but I've got Dude, I've got so a ton just... of the audio from uh, from the FDNY. But Come I actually on. found somebody on YouTube has the Mill Air audio. Really? Of that yes. Oh my and gosh, it's, I want to try to find that. Wow. It's Huntress, it's, right? It's a Huntress. And it's very interesting too, because they go, you hear all the phone calls too, basically. Right. Yes. It happens. Yes. And it's, you know, we need a couple jets scrambled. We need right. you to go to the, right. to the New York City metro area. And they're like, right. where exactly are we going? We don't know right now. Right. Right. But just, just get in there, the yeah. air. Mm-hmm. And they're like, is yeah. this a drill? No, this is not a drill. Right. Okay. Stand by. Right. And then the next guy gets on. What do you need from us? Yeah. So like, yeah. we have a hijacked plane. We need you to scramble now. Right. Just go to this area. 
So it was a lot of back and forth. Absolutely. And now what's cool is like a lot of the fighter pilots that were involved that day are, are out on podcasts on YouTube because they can talk about it now. And like Rico, like Cesar Rodriguez was flying over. I think it, I think he was doing cap over. I want to say it was, it was DC or Dow or Texas. I can't remember which one, but so a lot of those guys are telling their stories. They're nine 11 stories now. And I love that. But one, the thing I'll, and I'll just end with this thing. I I was surprised kind of with nine 11 is how, you know, because remember I was only 90 miles from the Oklahoma city bombing in, in 95, April 19th. Yeah. 95, April 19th, I think. But I was surprised at how, kind of unread it seemed like we were pretty unready for that and i don't know if you'd agree with that or not it seemed like oh, chaos yeah. you know right and, nobody and expects that, anything like that to happen here yeah and yeah. it still seemed to me like a lot of work to shoot down a balloon a lot of calls what the audio you're hearing is just a fraction of the whole event the whole event took mm-hmm. so long and i'm just like wow it's a good thing that thing wasn't actually shooting back you know but right. uh yeah I, it, there's a lot of calls that have to be made and Man, it was it was it's, it's so interesting though. But right. I and that YouTube video with with nine eleven shows uh, there's a that ton ton okay. of calls okay, that had cool. to be made in order to to do anything. It's it's I'll amazing how many. And the nice thing too bad it's all it's all dubbed. So if you can't understand what they're saying okay. because they're talking very quickly, and oh, they're okay. using the lingo. Seen I've seen a little all, bit of it, so maybe there. not what you're talking. It's about. long. It's 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 well over oh, an hour long. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. Again, we'll put a link for it in the description. Oh great, oh, man! That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man! That'd be I'm awesome. I'm to hunt it down now. So yeah, exactly. But again, I want to thank you very much for thanks, uh, man. for coming on and again talking to Larry. My, man, my honor. This thank is, you so this much. Is front and center with a lot of stuff right now. So it is. Let's I'm, keep I'm in touch, that, man, and let's see what happens. Yeah. I, I hope things cool off a little bit. So and, do I. Uh, all the best to you, man, and your yeah, your, and same you to know, you. Yes, endeavors so. and what you got going. So you got it, Mike. All right, thanks again for uh, for being here. I appreciate it. Okay, bro. Thanks, man. Okay, no problem. Hey, Mike, this was a really great conversation. And thank you so much for answering my request to have somebody come on the podcast and talk about Miller, especially with what's been going on lately, right? With the uh, the balloons and the unidentified flying objects. There's a lot going on, a lot of Miller traffic and a lot of attention right now to stuff that is happening in the skies above us. So hopefully everybody has learned a thing or two about listening to Miller, especially how exciting it can be when you are in an area that has a lot of traffic overhead. So again, Mike, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. The door is always open, by the way. If you ever want to come back on the podcast, I would love to have you on here and hopefully you uh, fight the good fight when it comes to your diagnosis with ALS. Now, again, this is an open call for anybody else that would like to come on the podcast and be a guest. Go to scannerschool.com slash guest and fill out the calendar. Go ahead and click the date and the time you'd like to be on the podcast, and we would love to have you on board. Again, go to scannerschool.com slash guest. All right, guys, we will catch you all again next week, and thank you so much, Mike, again for being a guest this week. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altrack, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Ross, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Danielle Cavallella, David Dombrowski, David Pasco, David C., David Kuzneski, Danny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Davos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Pilts, Nicholas Stanger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmari, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Terry Wright, Thomas Jampino, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.